What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Be in the market one trade at a time. Hope everyone's had a great week out there, able to lock in some trades. On this episode, we'll be talking about ISO 222, um, and then talking a little bit about the Fed Now app that will be released in July. All right, so first, let's talk about ISO 222. Some of you all may have heard about ISO 222 and are like, what in the world is that? Um, some people may be new to crypto in general. Um, and want to get involved in the crypto world. So uh, ISO 222, I think, may be a good start for some people uh, understanding the background of cryptocurrency. So what is ISO 222? ISO 222 is an international protocol that provides a secure and standardized way of exchanging financial messages between organizations within the payment industry. Uh, the protocol will replace the 50-year-old SWIFT financial messaging system, which banks and other financial institutions use to facilitate global payments. So it's basically um, replacing the way banks communicate now um, in the current banking industry. Uh, the standard addresses the need of financial services organizations looking to create a globally accepted messaging language. Uh, the language allows them to implement their businesses, uh, processes, and collaborate with other partners utilizing one universal platform. So having everybody communicating using the entire same system uh, will help transactions as well. Uh, financial institutions such as banks, crypto companies, and stockbrokers can benefit from ISO 222. It enables uh, efficient, effective communication across multiple departments and organizations, reducing costs associated with numerous communication systems, in addition to achieving interoperability between existing protocols while still having the ability to support specific financial business processes, making ISO 222 an excellent choice for any company involved in the financial services. So you may be saying, okay, how does that affect me? Why is that even you know such a big deal? Um, it's kind of crucial to how banks communicate um, because it'll just help with how fast payments are processed, you getting your money faster, um, things of that nature. So uh, financial institutions have a, have always had uh, to consider technological advantages to keep up with competition. In the new ISO 222 standard, uh, cryptos could be assigned ISO codes uh, if they are compliant with ISO 222. Uh, this could lead to adoption by centralized banks and enable cross-border crypto payments through centralized financial institutions. So basically, if you assign um, a ISO ID to a cryptocurrency, then it will be communicating the exact same way as the banks will be communicating. So it's kind of like how banks could then begin to adopt cryptocurrency as a form of payment because they're all using the same communication protocol and SWIFT. And so uh, as we move forward to new quantum financial system, any third party, including cryptocurrencies, wishing to engage with them must be able to use ISO 222 format. Uh, the standard presents uh, an essential test for the ability of institutions of all sizes to adapt and embrace um, innovative solutions. The ISO 222 is more advanced than the traditional legacy platform uh, banks use and it supports more significant data volumes and faster processing rates. As a result, it is ideal for quick payments, daily liquidity management, compliance checks, and fraud detection and prevention. Uh, overall, ISO 222 presents the opportunity to challenge uh, 
opportunity and challenge for companies wishing to stay ahead of their peers regarding technology. So there's kind of like a rough schedule or timeline uh, that majority of these things are moving towards. So I'm going to go over that uh, a little quickly. So in November of 2022, uh, all financial institutions processing SWIFT MT category uh, 1, 2, and 9 uh, switched over to ISO 222. So that was in November of uh, 2020 or 2022. Um, and then also in November of 2022, all Euro payments going through Target 2 uh, will be the only ISO 222 format uh, from November of 2022. So uh, all of those uh, Euro payments switched over. Um, and then June of 2022, uh, you have the Bank of England or CHAPS on like-for-like like basis in spring of 2022 and for July, enhanced messages in early 2023. Uh, so that's CHAPS, uh, BACS, and uh, for faster payments. And then in 2024, um, all the U.S. will switch over uh, and plan to enhance version of ISO 222. And this is going to be with um, the Clearinghouse and with Fedwire. So those are planned to be rolled out in 2024. Uh, so crypt crypto companies uh, must consider several factors when migrating to ISO 222 protocol, uh, which one being readiness of payments uh, infrastructure. Uh, so the payment infrastructure must be ready to support ISO 222. The infrastructure includes hard hardware and software installations and the ability to send and receive messages in the proper format. So basically, if you're not using the correct software, you're not going to be able to get the messages that the other financial institutions are going to be sending, you, nor will you be able to send those messages yourself. Uh, compliance with regulatory requirements. So organizations must ensure their system comply with necessary regulations, such as anti-money laundering laws. Uh, next is data security. So data security is crucial concern regarding payments of financial transactions. Organizations must ensure that their system uh, systems are secure and can protect uh, customers' data. Uh, next, you have the cost of implementation. So migrating to ISO 222 protocol can be costly, uh, so organizations must consider the cost of implementing it uh, to see if it's a viable option for them. Next, you have uh, program governance and support. So organizations must have a plan to ensure their program is adequately managed and supported. It includes having a dedicated team uh, proper monitoring and reporting processes, and adequate staff training. Next, there's the strategic benefits of ISO 22, 222 uh, implementation. So org organizations must consider uh, the strategic benefits of ISO 222 performance, such as increased efficiency and cost savings. Um, and then the benefits of ISO 222 crypto list. Uh, the ISO 222 crypto list provides numerous benefits for investors by listing compliant coins and tokens. It offers a level of assurance that the underlying asset meets specific standards. Um, and I'll talk about some of those coins later on. Uh, and then training and resource requirements. So organizations must train and develop staff adequately trained to use the ISO 222 protocol properly. So this is to ensure that the staff knows how to send and receive those messages uh, in the new format. Uh, they also should have access to adequate resources such as manuals and help desks to ensure proper protocol implementation. Uh, and then client uh, education. So it's a new form of payment system. So you have to have you know brochures and pamphlets for the clients or customers that are using the financial services so that they can understand 
how the payment system is changing and how they can adapt uh, to the new payment system. Uh, so organizations uh, must ensure their clients are aware of changes to the payment infrastructure and any possible risks associated with using ISO 222 uh, client education that can help reduce risk of fraud and other security issues. And then you have lastly, the management of new data, making sure that during the migration, all the data uh, is transferred over. Next, there are benefits of the ISO 222 uh, new standard being implemented, uh, which is increased visibility and credibility among investors and traders, enhanced security measures for storage transactions, improved liquidity for trading activities, reduced risk of fraudulent activities, increased customer confidence in the coin or token stability and reliability. So the pros and cons of kind of all of these, um, I'm not really gonna go into the pros and cons of each one, but I know with the um, uh, FTX situation, there are a lot of people who lost money. There are a lot of crypto firms that kind of collapsed uh, because of that. And so, you know, having a little bit more regulation is good for some people. And I think that will bring some people back who've kind of been on the fence about if crypto is a viable solution as far as payment is concerned. But then there's also the side of the increased visibility and credibility among investors and traders is people don't want, you know, other entities being able to see all their transactions. Um, and they kind of want to have, you know, uh, faceless um, transactions. So they don't want everybody to know what they're buying and when they're buying it or how often they're buying it. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, how data is managed. Um, and then also uh, the fraudulent portion. So uh, the money laundering or the reduced risk of fraudulent activities using um, the new ISO 222 standard. So they're kind of pros and cons to all of them, but it's just depends on how you look at it, which lens you're viewing it on which one will benefit you and which one won't. So here's a list of some of the coins um, and their ISO 222 uh, compliance. So this is the list of the eight coins that have been certified for the ISO 222 compliance. Uh, first you have Quant, uh, which is ticker QNT. Next there's Ripple, ticker sign XRP. Uh, next is Stellar, which is ticker XLM. There's Hedra, which is ticker sign HBAR. You have IOTA, which is ticker sign M-I-O-T-A. Then you have XDC Network, which is ticker sign XDC. You have Algorand, which is ticker sign A-L-G-O. And then you have Cardano, ticker sign A-D-A. Uh, so those are eight of the coins uh, that have already gotten ISO 222 compliance. Um, and so I feel like those are going to be the main ones that will be moved over or accepted uh, by financial institutions. Um, but bear in mind, it's not financial advice. I'm not telling you to invest or not to invest into those. Just giving you my opinion on uh, some of those coins. So how would uh, ISO 222 change in 2023? Uh, it will undergo several changes this year. Uh, the ISO 222 uh, crypto list committee will expand the list of compliant coins. So this year they expect to expand that list, um, but it's going to be, you know, the standard starting March uh, 2023. So basically this March, it became the standard and they're going to expect to update it as time goes on. So bear that in mind, those are some of the coins that you may like may not be on that list, but it's a long process um, of continuous reviewing 
on which coins shall be the best fit uh, for you and what will be the best coins as far as um, customer usability. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, kind of to prepare for, uh, for, you know, the different financial systems and how they'd be integrated. Uh, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about uh, next is what's going to be rolled out in July of this year, and that is Fed Now. Uh, so some people may have heard it, seen it on TikTok or YouTube or whatever social media you're looking at, and you may have heard people saying, oh, Fed Now is coming out. Fed Now is, you know, right around the corner. But uh, Fed Now, if you don't know, uh, it's an instant payment service uh, being developed by the U.S. Federal Reserve. Uh, bank or the Fed essentially FedNow service or FedNow for short is designed to offer uninterrupted 24 7 365 uh, processing and will feature integrated uh, clearing functionality enabling financial institutions to deliver in-to-end -in instant payment services to their customers and so this to me FedNow is kind of a proof of concept uh, from the U.S. government on the viability of ISO 222. And so it's kind of like this is the the test case of we're going to implement, you know, all the different coins, we're going to implement the different transactions, and we're going to see how it works. Um, so what are instant payments? Instant payments refers to uh, any account to account funds, transfers, uh, that allows immediate availability of funds to the beneficiary of transactions. Uh, though timing may differ from one scheme to the next, uh, payments are often completed in a matter of seconds. For those reasons, instant payments are also commonly referred to as immediate payments or real-time payments. Some benefits of instant payments are irrevocably, uh, is there irrevocability? Um, their ability to generate rich data for their 247, 365 availability. And so how does this differ from Fedwire? So some people may have heard of Fedwire as well. Uh, the Fedwire service is a real-time uh, gross settlement system designed to support electronic funds, transfers between banks, businesses, and government agencies. Fedwire is capable of instantaneously um, posting and settling payments. However, Fedwire uh, has limited availability and can only process payments on designated business days and during designated business hours. By comparison, FedNow is not subject to nightly, uh, weekend, or holiday restriction as it's available all hours of the day, even uh, every day of the year. So FedNow has no restrictions. FedWire will have restrictions and work under um, a different schedule. So that's one of the main differences of FedNow versus FedWire. And so another question people may be asking is, will FedNow replace the uh, ACH network, which is the Automated Clearinghouse Network? Um, and so the answer to that is no. Uh, a bit of background, ACH is the U.S.-based electronic funds transfer network for consumers, businesses, and the federal, state, and local governments. It is commonly used to complete direct deposits and direct payment transactions. ACH transfers typically take anywhere from one to three business days to complete. Uh, and the National Automated Clearing House Association, or NACA, NACHA, the organization responsible for ACH governance, introduced the same day ACH in 2016. Uh, as the name implies, same day ACH posts uh, settlers pay the same day as they initiated, initiated it. 
a significant improvement, uh, but not the exact, uh, not exactly immediate. Uh, for this reason, same day ACH is considered a faster payment uh, system rather than an instant payment system. So rather than replace ACH or same day ACH, FedNow is expected to provide greater redundancy for payment operations, thereby preventing any potential payment network bottlenecks. In the longer term, the uh, Fed intends to establish uh, payments and operability between FedNow and ACH. So um, people may be asking, how, how will the flow work of FedNow? Like how will these transactions work? So the general process uh, FedNow will be first uh, payer initiates a payment by sending the payment message to their financial institution through an end-to-end -end user interface outside of FedNow. Uh, Step two is the payer's financial institution receives the payment instruction and provides the payer as uh, provided the payer has sufficient funds in their account to authorize the transaction. Uh, step three is the payer's financial institution submits a payment message uh, to the FedNow service. Uh, step four is FedNow validates the payment's message uh, and sends the contents of that message onto the payee's financial institution for acceptance or rejection. Step five is the payee's financial institution sends a response to FedNow either accepting or rejecting the payment's message uh, and the payee's financial institution rejects. Uh, if the payee's financial institution rejects the message, FedNow will notify the payer's financial institution of the payment's failure. If the payee's financial institution accepts the message FedNow automatically deducts the funds from the payer's accounts and posts them to the payee's account. FedNow, step six, FedNow notifies all parties of the successful transfer of funds and the transaction is complete. So it sounds like a lot of steps, but it happens, you know, very fast um, over a matter of seconds, maybe even milliseconds. But um, it does seem like it's a lot of steps that are going on in that process, but it's just the way the flow works. And, you know, as this begins to roll out, there'll be more instructions for people on how to use FedNow and what the different benefits are from FedNow. So this, you know, podcast is not to bash FedNow. It's not to speak negatively about the ISO 222 just to give you information, uh, it's up to you to make a more informed decision on whether you want to use it or not use it. This is not to tell you what to do um, in your specific financial uh, situation, uh, but is definitely just for educational purposes only. I think it's interesting, um, the integration of technology and how fast uh, technology has been integrated into our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, we have, you know, different payment services out there like PayPal, you have Stripe. Uh, they're all different forms that all charge different sort of fees. I think it's interesting that this kind, this kind of seems to be trumping them all as far as um, everyone's kind of all on board, uh, you know, saying that they're going to integrate this to be, you know, the one end all solution. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how viable it is, how fast it is, how fast transactions are, uh, what the flow uh, pace is during the payment process. Uh, I just went through the six steps of the payment process. Uh, you can go online and find kind of a flow diagram. Uh, it's kind of a pictorial that shows how that transaction process works. Uh, but definitely a very interesting process and kind of a proof of concept for ISO 222. 
Um, so definitely going to keep you all updated on this and see where we go with the uh, new ISO 222 coins and where they go in the future. And then also um, once FedNow begins to roll out in July, start to see more updates on you know people actually downloading the app and integrating it and seeing how it works and how you can apply it to your day-to-day -day life. So good luck to everybody there trading. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.